We might be too young to have a spotted cow, but we are both diehard Packers fans. I could talk about this for hours. He was my legend. He was my quarterback one. Taysom Hill, forever in my heart. We have a kind of a reputation of being the young, the young diehard fans. How was that, Dr. Pepper Taysom? Amazing. Hey, good. Let's keep it under 25 minutes, all right? Well, another week where the Packers don't live up to expectations. Welcome to episode 116 or 17 of the Underage Packers podcast. New week, same old crap from the Green Bay Packers. But today we have an exciting episode on hand, guys. I have been looking forward to this episode for like literally since this past May, to be honest with you. Yeah, since the schedule came out. Yeah. So we have a treat for you all because Rachel Hopmeyer, who covered the Packers in 2020 and 2021 for NBC 26, joined us and she now covers the bills for spectrum news over there so it was such a joy to talk to rachel get some updates from her on the bill season we talked about taylor swift and related it to the nfl if you're into that kind of thing um which big b very much enjoyed yeah enjoyed it a lot it was phenomenal conversation yes i'm sure you did so um we're going to throw it to that interview now, and then on the other side, we will have more rants about specifically the Packers and their performance. We are now joined by our friend Rachel Hotmeyer, who covered the Packers with NBC 26. Was that right? Yep. With NBC 26, and now she is covering the Buffalo Bills. Rachel, thank you for joining us again. How is Buffalo treating you? How is life since we last talked? Buffalo is great. I'm so glad to be a friend of the pod. Mm-hmm. I now work for Spectrum News One in Buffalo. Um, and it's got to admit, it's it's pretty cool to continue covering a winning team this year when that doesn't seem to be the case oh. in Green Bay. Yeah. Now, we have written on our script here. I put in the script, did Rachel curse the Packers? And then Big B put in all capital letters, Yes. So, like, do you take any of the blame? Because just analytics here, the Packers were, what, 26 and 7 in your time here? And now they're 3 and 4 in your first four games gone. So, like, or seven games gone. So, what, did you have, like, a a Chicago Cubs or Detroit Lions type curse on them? What's going on here? It it is pretty crazy. I don't know where the voodoo doll is. It might still be in a box. But something is definitely going on. I, I hate to have that effect for my love for cheeseheads. I am sorry. Mm-hmm. I just kind of have that effect on teams. Okay. Yeah. Apology is accepted, I guess. But now hopefully just by them, you know, being graced by your presence on Sunday, they will be inspired to have a better season here. That'd be nice. We can only hope for a good football game considering I feel like yes. there were so many crappy games this weekend that I, I think we could all use a good primetime game for once. I, I'd agree. The NFL is just getting screwed over right now because, yeah, I mean, I don't know what they thought they were doing with these last few weeks of primetime games, but then they were probably at the start of the season, like, all right, at least we got Packers and Bills in week eight. And now here we are, and it's probably not going to be a great game. Yeah, it's it's a very different matchup this year. And, you know, you always feel like there's always the off-season hype that some yep. teams never match up to, but the Packers really did match up to that last year, and this year it's just taken one too many steps off that path. 
Yes. Um, the Bills, however, have had a, a season just met to expectations. So um, Packers come into this game as 10.5-point uh, underdogs, um, and the Bills obviously are very strong in the offense, but um, this year it seems to be a new development. Their defense has also really gotten on. They are second in the league in takeaway, first in points allowed, first in yards allowed. So, Rachel, what how – how has this Bills defense looked early in this year? Listen, I got I got to admit, I didn't know Von Miller could be that big of a difference maker mm. until you really see it happen. Um, sack after sack, he's making his presence known. Like you said, I mean, 13 and a half points allowed on average is just really incredible for a defense that knows the offense can back it up. And 99% of the time is going to provide them that assurance, if you will, to cover. They've been great against the spread this year as well. It's been pretty impressive to see the playmakers come together as a cohesive unit. And every week, people are able to consistently perform. I mean, even have Tremaine Edmonds, who hasn't played this whole season and still leads the team in tackles. Like, that's just, people are able to really excel at their highest talent in this system. And I really feel like they finally have all the pieces in place. It's always been one off or so. And that's not still not accounting for some flaws that exist. I mean, look at the Dolphins game. But at the end of the day, the right playmakers are stepping up and everybody behind them, like when Jordan Poyer falls off, when Matt Milano can't be in the picture, it seems like this defense is really just picking up the pieces after each other. Mm. That That's interesting. And I wish the Packers defense did that. And they, uh, you know, going up against Washington this past week, they uh, did a really good job at handling their defensive line um, for the most part, except Aaron Rodgers did not uh, take advantage of that. So, Digby, I got to ask you, you know, going up against another tough defense in Washington or in Buffalo, what would you like to see from the Packers offense in this game? You know, at this point, I am just so, like, negative about this team where – I would just be happy with like one good drive, maybe like even like two Whoa. good drives at this point. For the whole game? Um, I'm looking at at least 17 points scored from this offense and I'll be happy. God. Oh God, man, yes. that's, that's a bad statement of where we are at this point. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I knew it was bleak, but I, I didn't expect you guys to be down in the dumps. <laughs> it's, it's dark here, Rachel. It's dark. It is Shall not we say a- as dark as midnight? I. One might say that that, <laughs> that does work. Hmm. Um, now, uh, I think for the Packers' offense, they just have to finally get Aaron Jones involved in this game because even in this last game against Washington, it seems so simple, but it cannot get through. Whoever is deciding whether it's Aaron Rodgers at the line changing RPOs to passes, or if it's Matt Lafleur not calling enough run plays, I don't know. But Aaron Jones only got 12 carries in the last game against Washington. Four of those were on a very successful first drive. I don't understand it. They blew a 17-point lead by that. So hopefully they change it up this week. And they're going to have to um, in order to keep Josh Allen off the field. So, uh, Rachel, we know how explosive the Bills' offense has been this year. Uh, But can you kind of just summarize up their performance for us? Yeah, I mean, it it just seems like I watched a lot of tape between Rodgers and Adams, and I know that could be a sore subject, but but a beautiful 
throw and routine for us all to witness. Um, and the way Josh Allen finds Gabe Davis is really similar. We anticipated this to be a breakout year for him and it's been pretty incredible. And then you just have people coming out of the woodwork to make other stuff happen on any given week. I mean, you've got McKenzie on the ground, you've got Knox making a big breakout catch every now and then. You just have these guys that are ready whenever Allen calls on them and nobody kind of slips up. Um, and obviously, you know, this offense doesn't work without him, Stefan Diggs. You know, he's really that firepower um, that just doesn't seem to miss. And, and to be honest, there's been a lot of overlooked flags on him, especially in Kansas City, in my opinion, that he's been able to pull. He's shifty, he breaks ankles, um, but he turns around at the right time. And I think the late hands is super important. But like you said, I really think the key to beating this Bills offense for the Packers would be feeding Aaron Jones often and quickly, because that seems to be the way to at least beat the air raid defense that the Bills have going on. Now, you mentioned earlier the game against Miami, which is Buffalo's only loss on the year. What do you think Miami did well in that game? Um, it, it came down to a lot of time management, honestly. Uh, Sean McDermott wasn't afraid to admit that like some of that fell on him. But it, the fact that Miami blocked their own punt and was still able to beat them, if the Bills had had 30 more seconds, it would have been a different game. But at the end of the day, it wasn't a LaFleur-like situation in 2020, you know, when he's calling the questionable calls at the end. But it just stacked up over time that when those drives don't produce, those extra five yards matter. Um, so while, while the Bills should own that loss, I don't like to discard losses every now and then as, as a freak or, or a wrong game that shouldn't be counted in the books because it did count and that performance was clearly out there. However, they've done a lot since then to remediate that. Okay. Now, for this game against Buffalo, is there one, or against Green Bay in your eyes, um, is there one particular matchup that you think Green Bay needs to expose other than Aaron Jones? against the defense, like we've mentioned. Mm. Mm. I mean, I, you know, last year there might be one, but with how a lot of players have kind of stepped off from the last two years' performances, I, I can't say I have a confident answer, really. I'm really not thinking of anything too specific. You know, this would be so different if, if we still had a Devontae matchup. Yeah. Um, but honestly, like, yeah, there's there's some depth lacking, you know, like Kumaro is questionable. So besides Diggs, Davis and Shakir, you're a little thin. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't really know that I'm eyeing a specific matchup just because the Packers playmakers that have been showing out, like to me, aren't consistent enough for me to say I want to see right. them play against these guys. Yeah. I think the one thing, like you mentioned with the wide receivers, if they can get Jair Alexander, um, Eric Stokes, and Rasul Douglas to play up to their potential of what they showed last year, then that might be something where they're able to kind of limit Allen a little bit. But obviously they do have Dawson Knox at tight end too. And Devondre Campbell and Quay Walker have not looked performed up to expectations at all either. Right, like if, if we were talking about the Stokes – that ended the season last year. I'd love to see Stokes taking on the bigger challenges like Diggs and Davis and keep having him play up to that. But he's proven that that's not where he's at in his sophomore year. So what are you really going to see? Right. And this game really will be a tough chest for the 
Packers. And like Aaron Rodgers mentioned after the Washington game, it's kind of the best thing that could happen to them um, in a way. And I, I think if they do end up losing horribly, it won't be a surprise to them. Mm-hmm. But if they can somehow pull out a win, it will definitely give them a boost of energy that they desperately need right now. I guess um, my question for you guys is, mm-hmm. what do you need to happen for you guys to consider this like a successful game for the Packers? Because obviously a win is right far-fetched, but like what, what do you need to feel confident that's like, all right, they got beat down in D.C., but they w- at least went to Buffalo and did blank. Okay. For me, simply, I, I need to see more out of Aaron Rodgers. That would give me the any level of hope mm-hmm. that w- they would be able to turn it out. More from Aaron Rodgers and probably the game not getting away from them by quarter three. Okay. Um, that and if they do have a lead that they don't, blow it like they have over the past few weeks um big b do you have an answer other than the very pessimistic one you gave earlier (laughs) i'm gonna say at like like keeping it close what's close like (laughs) that yeah that's a good point um probably like 14 points close okay i was was thinking you were gonna say one Uh, score you are really down to my guy I this guess lo- this losing streak has put me in like a terrible place. Like, like should I be concerned about you? <laughs> I don't know. If you want to, that's cool. But <laughs> I guess well, it's kind of crazy. The one, the one eighty that's really happened. I uh, yeah. I mean, you've left us, and Big B has completely like our, our season has completely turned us into just not happy campers. I guess. Hey, but there is a fun story. I mean, McDuffie is from Buffalo, so it's his first homecoming. Maybe you guys rally behind the energy. (laughs) Big Big B loves those random guys. And his nickname for Isaiah was the duffel bag last year. That didn't quite stick. No, I like that. It's fun. Yeah, I I think, you know, let's get him some playing time on special teams and let's let's have him show out for his family that I'm sure will be there. Yeah. I think fun. Yeah, I think another answer to your question of what I need to see from the Packers is not allowing Stephon Diggs to run all over them like uh, Justin Jefferson did, just because the secondary has been pretty pitiful all year. So um, that and simple execution type stuff, not having as many drop passes as they did last week, um, not having as many missed tackles. So just get that down look like a competent football team and i will be more at peace i think okay competent (laughs) whoa okay yeah that's a low bar but it's all we're hoping for at this point now the most important part of this episode that i think will reveal the most about our feelings for this team here and big b i'm sure this is the segment he is most excited for oh absolutely he should be there's material here Yes, I've, I'm already planning to post this clip separately on Twitter. Obvious. Yeah, so the Taylor Swift song that best relates to the Packers or Bills season. And I thought very hard about this. I had to look back in the discography mm-hmm. um, as Rachel's doing now. So I'll buy you some time if you need to. Okay, it's okay. We're just refreshing the list. Are we allowed okay. to include the 3 a.m. tracks? Absolutely. Okay. And it can be from Midnight's, but it can be any album too so oh, god 
(laughs) There's a lot to choose from there. So for the Packers, I went with kind of a deep cut, some might say, and sad, beautiful, tragic. Um, I kind of, yeah, powerful, which, and I need to look up the lyrics from that now, see if I can pull any good lines from that. But sad, beautiful, tragic is basically just describing a relationship that you know there's some aspects of it that were beautiful but in the end she realized it was mostly sad and tragic and the oxymoron there obviously explains it all um and then i I mean she's also kind of looking back which i think is a very important aspect to analyzing this Packers team because it's looking back on the good old days of you will um of the explosive offenses with Devontae Adams. So sad, beautiful, tragic is one I went with. And then also one from fearless Taylor's version vault. We were happy. Yes. Yes. That was my pick for the backers. That okay. Was- wow. Okay. We're on, we're on the same wavelength there. Good, good. It's like that exact same idea of looking back on the good times, yeah. the lyrics in this, you can tell were written by 2008 Taylor Swift. I got to say, but, uh, when it was good, baby, it was good, baby. God. We watched, we showed them all up. No one could touch the way we laughed in the dark, talking about your daddy's phone. Okay, kind of lose the the connection there on the last part. But when it was good, baby, it was good, baby, with the Packers being the number one offense past two years. Might I also offer for consideration on that note, mm-hmm. come back, be here. Ooh, that that's a great one. You know, maybe maybe that's the ballad to fans missing the old Rogers chemistry. Maybe yes. Devontae, if you will, but but what this team used to expect of themselves. That is true. I there's probably also one of being uh, maybe I almost do works of yeah. Yeah. um you know Aaron thinking back about Devontae and the great times they had with each other and wanting to you know kind of spend time reminiscing about that um yeah so i i think we could make a whole episode just off of this i just talked with aaron nagler about nora princiati yeah love nora yeah do, do you know her have you talked to her yes not only is she a genius and used to be and still is one of my favorite football writers but also a musical savant okay yeah so because i I found her through her Taylor Swift podcast on the Reiner. Yeah, it's phenomenal. I got my friend hook on it too. And then like just three months ago, I found out she also covers the NFL. Yeah. So I, and (laughs) I don't know if she would take that as a compliment. I, I think uh, she would take it as compliment of respect for her work on Taylor Swift, but considering her main job is to write about the NFL. No, I love this for you. I really do. Yeah. So I told Aaron, like, you need to tell her that I desperately want to be friends with her just because of the Taylor Swift podcast. So we can pass the message along. Okay. Glad to hear. Big B, is that upside down? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Just, just checking back to work. Yes. uh, Subtle shout out to our friend Tyler book in his book there. Yes. Uh, Okay. So for the bills. I've got some ideas. Okay. If we're looking at Midnight's, mm-hmm. it's giving Bejeweled. Because, you know, there, there were some falters. Yep. There were some question marks after the first two weeks of 
or they fall into the hype. But guess what? They can still make the room shimmer. So it's giving me that. Uh-huh. But if we also look at reputation, I don't hate Look What You Made Me Do. Mm. Now, I hope that pays Library. off in February. But again, that's kind of the energy um, that I think this locker room is carrying week in and week out. Um, because okay. literally, they're like, Look what you made us do. Oh, you made us throw to digs again. Oh, you made <laughs> catch it one-handed. Oh, it's just too easy. Oh, you made Josh Allen throw the ball. What a shame. That That's kind of what I'm feeling. Okay, I get that. There's probably also something with Bejeweled of, like, you know, the Bills were a struggling franchise for a really long time, but yep. with Josh Allen, they are now – shining like diamonds yep, that's the diamond a girl's gotta shine joshy's gotta shine exactly that's what it is okay now i will be spending the whole rest of the night you know, um trying to put a playlist of taylor swift songs together for the Packers season i actually once doubled upon somebody who created a whole uh playlist of taylor swift songs that if you follow it in chronological order go along along with aaron Rodgers career going wow. all the way back to 2005. What's so, more tumultuous, that or Taylor Swift's relationship timeline? Man, they, I mean, there's a lot of events in both. For That's sure. an emotional roller coaster to ride either way. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Uh, I mean, it, it has its ups, it has its downs. And yeah. yeah. Hmm. Okay, well, Big B, I offered the opportunity to you to share like any song in general that you think relates to the Packers season. So do you have a pick for us? Let's be I mean, non-Swifty inclusive. I mean, <laughs> you did tell me not to pick um, I Think I'm Going to Kill Myself by Elton John. Oh, Big B. Um, that, so that'll be the honorable mention. So I'm going to go with um, If I Can Dream by Elvis Presley because we are just dreaming of a Packers win. Mm, okay. I think you need to like touch some grass. <laughs> I think scary. you gotta like go on a walk. This That's is scary. what the group chat tells Big B often. Um, I mean, yes. did you notice after uh, it was like two weeks ago when he changed his profile picture to black, just black yeah. screen? He went in his rep era, basically. His rep so. era. <laughs> I completely recognize and agree with a lot of your emotions because this is a ridiculous time for you um but just like go to walk <laughs> just, just i think this is great advice i had some sunny d the other day it was great you should get some sunny d. all right i'll keep i'll put that in the back of my mind okay thank you <laughs> I told him, like, you you need to take a break from Twitter after Packers losses because as as you admitted, oh, yeah. Biggie, like, the losses bring out the worst of you. Yeah. So, you know, you, you don't want that to be the, the perception people have of you. Like, you know. I'm going to check in with you after what happens this week. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm officially on a um, three-day streak of people blocking me on Twitter. So, oh, wow. I continue to tomorrow but oh, yeah cool. that that's fun yeah <laughs> andy herman is the one who uh initially turned me on to blocking people and i i really didn't like doing it i don't uh-huh. like to do that uh but now who cares I yes him. massive shout out to andy on the way he runs his twitter <laughs> um because i can just perfectly curate my twitter feed however i want it 
do not have to worry about any of the notifications. I don't go for blocking people because I'll still take their engagement, but um, I'll mute them. You know, it's, it's fine with me. Hey, you're young. You, you got to get the engagement out of you. Exactly. I'm going to try to go to college one day. <laughs> yes, All right, Rachel, this was such a fun conversation. Uh, thank you so much. Always happy to be back with you guys. Yes, I cannot wait. Well, I was going to say I can't wait to see your tweets from a Packers game again, but I don't know if that's going to be fun by the second half. But I'll still be tweeting, though. Yeah, that yeah, that is true. I'll have to let you guys know. I will say this. The Bills have really great press box food, mm. and sometimes they alter it based on who the opponent is. So if there's Ooh. cheese curds, I will be sure to send that in. Okay, that's that's fun. I'll get yeah, cheese curds. Probably should have some brats up there. Yeah, um, there's sometimes there's usually a breakfast sampling first, oh. and then they bring out food at halftime. And there have been like some sort of breakfast sausage situation, but I, I'm hopeful for curds that I kind of miss okay. curds. Right. And I, I was going to say like they could get some Wisconsin brewed beers in there, but I don't know if that'd be really professional for a media. Uh, yeah. No <laughs> alcohol in the press box. Hey. Yeah, except, and you know, Bills and Packers fans are, you know, heavy drinkers. So maybe if the media it's wanted true. to get that into is something regionally shared here. Yeah. Yes. Not Jane. Well, that's all we got for you. I would be surprised if many people besides our friend Nate stuck around for our, our extensive conversation on Taylor Swift, but it was a great time. So um, that's all we got for you. And we'll talk to you later. We now interrupt this episode to talk about these great things that our buddies at Signable sent us. And Aaron Rodgers, oh, you got thing, you got to be like a Price is Right lady for us, big people. It's Aaron Rodgers duplica uh, signing. You know, it's cool thing hanging in your room, whatever. Just if you're a signature guy, if you like that, if you're just packed fit in general. And then, yeah, look at the back. That's that's pretty neat. So. Signable Synthesis, and they're also giving one of you guys one of these things for free. So what you got to do to win this Aaron Rodgers Signable, these are brand new things, um, is go to our Twitter and look at the post um, that we're going to have up on there. And you have to predict Aaron Rodgers' stat line this week against the Buffalo Bills. Um, And the closest to get that one right is going to win one of the signables. We'll cover it all. Um, And also you have to follow signables on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And you could have your very own Aaron Rodgers signables. Um, Thanks to them for sending Big B and I these. So make sure you enter that giveaway. That interview with Rachel lived up to all expectations. So much fun. And now that she's gone, we can get our full rant out on the Packers. I'm glad that she was concerned for your well-being because I too am, Bigby. So if there's anything that you didn't leave out all on your Twitter feed, well, would you please get it all out now? 
Yeah, I left a well. Yeah, I was I'm, I was very um, let a lot of people aware of my emotions definitely mm-hmm. the last uh, few weeks. Certainly, but all I'm gonna say is the fact. I think I think I tweeted this out too. But the fact that Aaron Jones only gets like 12 carries a game, yeah, drives me insane. Like, but not getting Aaron Jones and especially AJ Dillon on fourth and one, who yep. who has proven he can pick up at least one singular yard. It blows my mind. They absolutely refuse to use them in the running game. Like I get our offensive line is shuffling around a lot, a lot of different combinations this year already, but like they were actually playing really good um, versus Washington. Mm -hmm. And I'm surprised. Like we only had what, like 16 carries combined or something, 12. Yeah. I'm just so sick of it. Well, like you mentioned with offense fine, there's just, Probably their best performance. Zach Tom had a really good first game at left tackle. Um, but I just do not understand what this team is trying to do. And it's been the same thing we've been talking about since week four of the season against New England. Like, does Matt LaFleur know they traded away Devontae Adams? Is he aware of that fact? Because he certainly is not game planning like he knows that. Yes, and especially on that fourth and one. Like, that play... Yeah. They call like hundreds of times with Devontae Adams. And I swear, I I honestly think they still think he's on this team because I don't understand why you would call that play, especially in that situation, and not hand the football off to A.J. Dillon. Yeah, and it's, you know, you can complain about the weapons Rodgers has, but like I said last week, the way they're playing right now doesn't have to be this team. Alan Lazard is a role player and – is not much more than that, even on his best day, okay? And the Packers have not seemed to accept that. And now that Alan Lazard is hurt, it looks like he has a shoulder injury. That's going to be an issue. Randall Cobb is on IR. Christian Watson is on IR. They're rolling out there with an even more, you know, injured wide receiver group. And the Packers, for some bizarre reason, will not be the team that they are. Use your personnel that you have. You have Aaron Jones and you have A.J. Dillon. And sure, you have somebody who is claiming to be Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. But the fact that they aren't trying to be a run-first team is so bewildering to me. Like, sometimes sometimes I think, like, when we were in London, like, Frank the doppelganger, like, went on the team bus – and like kidnapped Aaron Rodgers and like threw him off the bus, and now he is playing mm-hmm. quarterback. That's how bad Aaron Rodgers is playing. Entirely possible, really. Yeah, like I, I would, I would believe it. Yeah. Now onto the defense side of the ball. Honestly, not the worst performance because they were on the field for thirty-seven minutes of game time, which is insane. Which is um, unacceptable, by the way. Yeah, and honestly, like there was just some unbelievable magic that Taylor Heineke was working in this game on the third down pass that he has to Terry McLaurin that pretty much wins the game for Washington. His eyes are closed when the ball is leaving his hands. His eyes were closed. Like he, like Taylor Heineke, I'm convinced he did some like witchcraft stuff at halftime mm-hmm. to like make him turn into like Patrick Mahomes. Yes, 
That is true. But also, I mean, I know I just said the defense didn't do too bad, but they have, they're going on week four of making Zach Wilson, who has potential, but a second year Zach Wilson, Bailey Zapp, Taylor Heineke, and Daniel Jones, a four week streak of making them look like first ballot Hall of Famers. It's, it's incredible. And the amount of, you know, like we talked about with Rachel, the amount of players that are forming way below expectations is hard to watch. And that's just like, it starts with every individual player if they want to turn this around. And that's why it's just hard to see that all 22 of these players find a way to turn around because there is nobody that is playing up to expectations besides Aaron Jones when he gets opportunity. Pat O'Donnell. Doll and leave it. Doll and leave it. It's out trying to expectations. Yeah, that's true. Um, but there's not much outside of that. I mean, for me anyways, like it is so hard to blame the defense for literally anything they do because they're on the field for like 20 more. They were on the field 20 more minutes than the offense was in the previous yeah. game. Like they're, they get so exhausted by the fourth quarter. Like it's hard for me to put like the game even on them or like even complain about them be, being awful because like yeah. I would be half dead if I was playing like 40 minutes of game time. Yeah. That's saying, and they did – you know, plenty of things for the offense to be able to take advantage of. They had the Devondre, well, Devondre Campbell was pick six, but they, they made stops at certain points, mm-hmm. but you're not going to win games when the only two uh, third downs your offense converts is near the end of the game and caused by penalties. You're, you're just not. Yes. So, and that reminds me, okay, here we go. Here oh boy. We go. Oh here boy. Here we go. Okay. <sighs> The res- the um Eric Stokes pass interference call, mm. I swear to God that uh, that rule is getting to the point where it is just the stupidest rule in this game. The wide receiver can literally run into your defensive back and they will throw a, a flag for defensive pass interference yeah. on them. That even took away a touchdown, which would have been a big difference in this game, of course. You know. That drove me insane. I'm just I'm I'm to the point where I'm emotionally exhausted and I just can't go for it with yeah. this yelling right now. Yeah, I just hope I mean beating Buffalo would be a big peep, but I just hope we're not talking about the same thing for the rest of the season. Because man, feels like these last four weeks have been the same exact episode. I gotta be honest with you. Which is unfortunately true, and it speaks to the the Packers over and over again trying the same thing that does not work. So they got to turn it around. Trade deadline is coming up if they want to add a Jerry Duty or Chase Claypool, you know, whichever wide receiver you want to throw in that box. But I don't know, man. It's uh, It seems like we're still in the early part of the season, but we're entering the middle part. In just a month, we'll be talking about playoff pictures, and the Packers have a lot to do to catch up. Well, I shouldn't say that because, in reality, they are only three and four, right? This isn't 
a situation where that adversity is too much of a hill to climb over. Like just on paper being three and four, two and a half games behind the division. Like that's still very easy to come back. And, and, you know, Hey, maybe like they get blessed by a God and they, they went out and they could still somehow get that first seed. You know, that's not ruled out of the picture yet. So a lot could happen, but they got to do a lot internally to turn it around. And one of those things is not have Amari Rogers on punt returns. You know, I'm getting so sick of him being on punt returns Mm -hmm. and I'm getting so sick of Brian Gudikins refusing to add a guy specifically for punt returns. But I think they have, they've, they've added players that they've tried out at least, but for some reason they never, you, you know, they get added onto the practice squad and that's the end of the story. Exactly. So I don't, but listen, you would think Brian Gudikins could, would see like I get Amari Rogers like beforehand. He's, you know, he lost a lot of weight, track star, blah, blah, blah. But like even during the season, he has yet to add anybody who can play punt returner and can actually catch the football on a punt punt. I just don't want him to be there anymore. And this the best thing about it is like he was actually probably our best receiver um Sunday. It's right. Well, I think Amari Rogers is going to be fighting for a job in the NFL these next few weeks as the Packers deal with wide receiver injuries because oh, no one, no one is signing him as a punt returner after this year. If the Packers oh. do end up cutting him, uh, but if he can prove that it can be at least a, a, a solid wide receiver, then he likely has a spot on the Packers at least for next year. So, and he, and he looked pretty decent. I mean, at wide receiver, yeah. he had that one drop that, you know, you could put on Rodgers. He kind of overshot him a little bit and, you know, coming down on it like he did, kind of hard. That's a tough catch to make, but, yeah, yeah he well, did a decent job. It's just so funny to me that they refused to use him on offense these past few years. As a third-round draft pick, they traded up for, you know, granted it was the seven picks that they traded up, yeah. but I, I don't get it. And sure you know randall cobb is pretty much that same role of him but like they, they don't use randall cobb the way he should be so i don't know man i a lot of thoughts about this packers team yeah we'll, we'll see if they can change something um i will be ecstatic if they beat buffalo this week but oh, we'll i would be the most annoying person on this earth if oh we yeah of course that'd be incredibly embarrassing for buffalo oh absolutely so we're going to end this one off here. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. Like we said, make sure you enter the signables giveaway by checking out our Twitter. Yes, um, and I will also be giving one away on my Twitter as well. So if you don't win the yeah. underage Packers one, you can come to my Twitter and try your luck there also. Uh, yeah, Big B's going to have some type of giveaway where you got to like name your favorite Jamal Williams moment, I'm sure. I mean, but, you just gave me a good idea. That yeah. But uh, also a massive shout out to Rachel Hotmeyer. So great to talk to her. Make sure you follow her on Twitter um, for Bill's updates. And also because she just has great content in general, even if you're not a Buffalo sports fan, to check her out. Make sure to subscribe to this YouTube channel if you're watching on there. Subscribe, follow, do do all the good stuff because we greatly appreciate it. That being said, go Pack Go. Even though it's hard to say, go Pack Go. I'll talk to you later.